Video vampires, everybody. With Jessica. And Mickey. Yo. I've seen a lot. Dude, I actually haven't, which is kind of funny because I'm I feel like I'm usually the one who like goes and sees things, but I haven't seen Dune yet. I've been I've been saving it. I had a wedding. Eric and Rebecca from Mess in the Gate, who have both been on the show before, got married. Congratulations to them. So I went to their wedding, which was honestly the event of the year for mm -hmm. me, you know, who has done nothing. Uh, rumor has it they got they they um they got married because of our podcast no just kidding yeah, imagine, I made that. <laughs> imagine if we had that power yeah right. um but so i haven't seen dune yet which is like the number one movie i wanted to see but now i'm like mm -hmm. it is so hyped and i i knew i already know that i would love it like i love the director mm -hmm. uh the cast like i just feel like i know i would like it but now i'm like everyone has seen it and they're voicing I, their masterpiece opinions, which I pro I will probably agree, but now I'm like, well, now I have to wait to see it. Um, I liked it a lot. And, you know, I was looking forward to it too, because, you know, before my dad passed away, like that was like, that was his favorite book. I read mm -hmm. the book just so we could have a conversation about it, you know, and like, and so it was kind of, it was a big deal. I'm also, I grew up on the David Lynch version, you know, which, I actually, um, I loved the, the, the Denis Villeneuve version. It was, it was fantastic. I, but a lot of my things that I was kind of apprehensive about, I was still like, I still came out of it. Like I, Timothy Chalamet, like I, I think he's a good actor, but, um, it just wasn't what I imagined for the part, you know? Okay. Interesting. And I, I, and the, and I am still partial to the David Lynch version and the reason why, and I, and I don't know if this is going to make much sense, but. Um, David Lynch version is not entirely accurate to the book, but the changes they make like make sense, to, you know, mm -hmm. in the context. But also, there there is an inherent weirdness to the David Lynch version. That I actually think it goes a long way. Whereas, like this Dune is very like straightforward. It's like almost I was describing this to my family. It's almost annoyingly accurate to details, but like to the point where like we'll focus on something where I'm like, I get it. That's really accurate to the book but we don't need to fucking linger on that, that one thing. Um, I guess the best way I can describe the difference between the two is that it's clear when you watch both versions, what it was about the story that attracted both. Well, yeah. Attracted both directors, you know, like yeah. David Lynch's A version. A lot of directors, that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like especially when they're handling the same material and like there's clear, it's very clear what David Lynch's more was more appeal, found more appealing about the, the source material and you can see what Denis Villeneuve was, you know, and it's like, it's funny because it, it all focuses on the same character, but it's just like, they liked this part of the character's journey and Denis Villeneuve liked, the, you know, the other director liked this part about the character's journey. And it's like, it's weird because it's like, you can see it, you can go, oh, and I liked the David Lynch one because it's a little bit more weird. It's more, a little bit more reflective, I guess, is the best yeah. way I can put it. I'll have to, I'll have to watch. I, I, I kind of wanted to watch the former Dune just to like have it refreshed in my mind and then yeah. also see the new one, but I have to see it in the theater. I've actually been like thinking about, I'm like, should I just watch it and then go see it in the theater? Like mm -mm. I'm kind of getting anxious about it. Like Dune, I feel like is a movie and I've done this before. Like I, if I like a movie, I'll see it in the theater a bunch of times, but I'll also download it off the internet. So I feel like it's a, it's a 50, 50. It's a, you know, see like, the theater. It, it's wa it, it's it washes. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's I gorgeous. will. That's the point. But like, I also want to see it immediately. And it's sure. like the theater is just harder to get to, at least mm -hmm. um, in, in this version of my life. But right. I so I've just been watching like a lot of TV. So 
two of the things that I've watched is, you know, Why the Last Man and Lock and mm-hmm. Key, which are both comic uh, adaptations of uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, Joe Hill. Mm-hmm. So I'm pissed because they canceled Why the Last Man already. I'm so mad about it. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like one of those people that like went on the Hulu and was like, why'd you cancel Why the Last Man? I am so mad. I I really like what they did. They like, you know, um, it's been a while since I've read the comic. You know, the comic probably came out, what, like 17 years ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, but it's been a long time. And it's been talked about being a show for forever. And maybe they w- missed their window. I'm not really sure, but like, Dude, it's it's uh it's the source material is there, but then they're kind of like adding depth to these characters, and it's really cool. And I thought the casting was cool, and I just don't know why it just didn't do as well. And I'm so fucking mad about it. But Hulu canceled it. I'm hoping that another uh, another network will pick it up. But it hasn't ended yet. There's still a few episodes left for the yeah. first season, and then Lock and Key is on their second season. Um, this was like one of my favorite common, uh, comics. I have one of the keys tattooed on me, um, from the comic. The Mm -hmm. show is cool. This, the second season is taking like things they left out, um, in, in the comics. And then like, there was another kind of like side comic that came out a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that season is kind of what they missed in season one from the comic. And then also like kind of added new storylines and it, it kind of could be endless. Like you could just make up new keys constantly which is the cool part about this story is they Uh could keep going with it in different ways uh i really like it i i haven't watched the last episode yet but i'm almost all the way through and it is just like really good fun and then it has like these weird dark twists sometimes that are like a little too dark but that's how the Mm -hmm. comic was so i'm i'm really liking it i hope it continues um and then I watched all of you. So I, I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. Have you seen it? Mm, my wife was watching the first season. And I just couldn't every time. Like, obviously, it means I was watching by proxy because I couldn't get away from it. And I was like, I truly hate this show. And then they filmed like, season two outside of our apartment. It's interesting because, well, in season two, they shot in Echo Park and they have my friend's old coffee shop in it, um, which is cool. fun. Um, yeah, Vanilla Black, shout out RIP. But the new season is interesting and and I I kind of like hate watch some shows like like Mr. Corman I've hate watched and like Girls even I've hate watched like there are a few shows that I kind of hate watch and people know what I'm talking about you don't really like it and you just watch it to hate on it and I kind mm-hmm. of feel that way with you and and I'm not sure of the point it's making but it's very much about like obsessive love and like two fucking sociopaths that like fight each other I'm, I don't really know it's like it's it's clearly entertaining uh mm-hmm. and the actor is really good and like people get obsessed with him which is like demented because he's a murderer and uh he like steals girls underwears and then like kills their boyfriends oh who because... hasn't done that <laughs> but uh, you know that's what i'm saying i'm like not really entirely sure how i feel about it but i've been watch- been watched it in like two days you know what i mean it's it's very mm-hmm. entertaining and it's interesting you know study on humanity and and how we love but i don't know that's what i've been watching what about what about you you saw a lot you and there was like the last part of beyond fest and yeah i I went to i went and saw well i mean i like i said i saw dune the other night and you know whatever um it's great fantastic i think you should see it in theater um i saw halloween kills opening night and i um oh man i I liked it it's not good Okay, I was uh, say, it's, I heard it's, it's not, not 
here's the thing is that it's not awful. It's just not it, like I loved the last one, the one that David Gordon Green did in 2018. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was like I thought it brought the character back the way I wanted it to be him be brought back. I also thought it brought back. I preferred the 2018 version to uh, H2O. I, I thought it just it felt it was just better to me, you know. But um, this version compared to that was just was not good. It's a uh, it's but it's again it's not an awful movie. It's just it's a movie that has all it's trying to do so much, but it doesn't nail any of it. Um, the way I just here's the way I describe to somebody: um, you've seen Alien Three, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, have you ever watched Alien Three right after you've watched Aliens? Aliens is just this no. fucking epic, and it's this journey, and the you know, and, and Ripley. I feel like you can't follow it up with Aliens. Well, I was gonna say so, like you know, and Ripley goes this you know incredible journey, and she rescues Newt, and there's that whole mother daughter or the mother like story that's going on with like Ripley, and then they parallel that with the Queen Alien. It's fucking epic, and then Alien Three, which I actually think is a good movie, is like everything you liked in Aliens, we're getting rid of. And it's like the way I described Alien, uh, Halloween Kills was like there's that autopsy scene with Newt where they're just like cutting her open to see if she has an alien, and you never see her body as much. You just see Ripley's like anguish at like yeah. having to like see this. That's how I felt during all of Halloween Kills. Where I was like, <laughs> man, and it's like, and, and and I'm not. That's not me. Not spoiling anything. I'm not telling you who dies, who doesn't die, yada yada yada. It's just the feeling of it was just like, man, this movie. And I'm I'm a gloomy dude. I love gloom and doom. This movie is just like, man, this is just like gloomy for no fucking reason. Um, and they bring back some characters from the original movie, um, which I liked. Um, I like that they bring back the the, the little girl, boy and the little girl that, um, you know, uh, Laurie Strode is babysitting in the first one. I also like that they brought back the actress who played the little girl. I thought that was really cool. Um, Anthony Michael Hall played the, the boy. Mm -hmm. Um but then they bring back characters that you just kind of like you saw for like 10 seconds. Like they bring back another kid that was in the, the it was picking on Tommy in the first movie and they bring, they bring that character back. And I'm like, why, why do we fucking need to bring this character back? Like, what, what I love the fact they brought back the sheriff. I was like, that makes sense. You know, like all, but they're, they're also referencing things where I'm like, I didn't ever, I never fucking cared about that in the first place. Why yeah. are we going back here? I did think it was funny that apparently allegedly Paul Rudd was asked if you want to play the character, the, the the boy, because he played that character in part six and he was too busy worth Ghostbusters. So he couldn't do it. I was like, oh, that's, I, I wonder what the movie would have been like with him and not Anthony Michael Hall, who's perfectly fine. Um, but it's just, yeah, they're trying to make some really solid points about like, you know, mob mentality. And even there's even like a weird subplot about like mental illness and how we treat the mentally ill. Um, but all that kind of just falls on its face. And I can't believe I'm saying this. But it was almost too violent, you know, for even my taste. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a squeamish but they, person. But movies care. do that now instead of, like, because they did that with Preacher. That's what I was so mad about. Instead of, like, adding important content or dialogue, right. they added, like, gruesomeness, which it didn't make up for it. Like, yeah, it's entertaining, but it's like. Well, it, to me, it's like this. It's like I remember watching Joe Bob on the week, I think the week before, and David Gordon Green was on. There was like, yeah, there was even a point where I was like. I would consult with John Carpenter and I was like, I was trying to imagine that scenario. And I imagine that like it was Rob Zombie on the other end of the phone being like, yeah, this is John Carpenter. Do more <laughs> of this, you know? Cause it was like, it felt more like Rob Zombie's Halloween than it felt like anything. Yeah. And I love the, I love the 2018 version cause it broke a lot of rules. You know, like one important rule that 
most well not one not important but a rule that most horror films follow and they broke that one i was really i was like oh man i'm fucking in man anything goes at this point and it was still violent it was still scary but this one just seemed like it was like too much and i don't know i i I can't describe it without having you see it but like it's just it was it was just like ah, it doesn't make any sense and and you know what this movie felt like and i know you liked these movies i didn't but um it felt like the second matrix movie you know where the second matrix movie feels like more of like connective tissue to the third Mm -hmm. story it doesn't it feels like just a bunch of set pieces that are really not they're not much not much of a story there's it's just kind of like a how are we going to get to part three yeah that's what halloween kills felt like and it's like you can still make a second movie in a, in a planned trilogy and make it feel like its own movie empire strikes back you watch it you go oh man there's gonna be a part three but you still feel like you've watched a fucking movie yeah halloween kills doesn't feel like it. even dune which i'm telling you right now and this is you've probably heard this already it's the yeah. first part it's the first half of the book well they already even, greenlit dune too I know. obviously yeah. I, and, and, and I was like, what a risky fucking move, you know, to fucking shoot the first half of the book and not know you're going to make a sequel. But kudos for them because it still feels like a fucking movie. Halloween Kills has felt like a long, it's like it takes place like five minutes after, a few minutes after the the last one. It just, it it didn't work. Halloween 2, the original one that we rewatched, you know, years ago and you didn't care for the second time around, I I actually think is, is a better Halloween 2 than this one is. And yet they both love them. Both take, there's a lot of parts in Halloween Kills that take place in a hospital. I'm like, is that the rule for Halloween too? That whenever you make a sequel to Halloween, you know, that's supposed to be like a direct sequel, it has to take place in a hospital, I guess. I mean, um, so point, yeah. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I saw that. Um, and, and I'm going to be excited for Halloween 3 because I feel like there's gonna they're going to fix a lot of it. But, um, Are you sure? Are we sure? Yes, I do. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, you, you, when you see this movie, you go, oh man, they really are just trying to get to i, I, will I don't say this know well. i mean it took me a long time to see the first remake the 2018 one which i ended up liking mm-hmm. but this one i feel like will also take me a long time because i heard it sucks so <laughs> yeah i mean here's the thing. let me put it this way too there's one thing that i wanted to point out for anybody who's seen halloween 4 i think that the biggest my my biggest problem with halloween kills is they teased something that we wanted to see in halloween 4 or kind of see we wanted to see play out in Halloween four, and I at least I felt they teased it, and then they didn't fucking pay pay off, and I was like, how dare you? How dare you 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 lure us in with this possibility of this one thing happening, and then it doesn't happen, and we're just like, oh fuck you. Um, I saw um, I've been watching on TV. I've been watching Chucky. Um, yeah. So the- um, explain a little bit because you saw you saw a double feature, right? Technically, of I saw the first episode Child's and then play, the, the yeah. movie Child's Play, which has always been a personal favorite. And then um, and Don Mancini was there, and, and that's I, so yeah, cool. It is really cool, and it's also really cool that like this guy, this is somebody who like when you think of horror movie franchises, rarely do you get to see that person, the same person. F- kind of follow Throughout, through. Yeah, yeah. So he wrote all of the Child's Play movies, and he directed Seed of Chucky. Um, Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, and he's obviously the showrunner on this this new show. Um, but you know, he wrote, he started off writing the first screenplay, and then just he's written all the screenplays, and so like he's really got an ownership of this character more than obviously more than anybody. And so it's really co- cool to see that like this he's he's found a way to transition into this. And um, I knew this. I remember here listening to an interview with him years ago. But one of the things that inspired him to try to see, hey, can I make this into a TV show? was when he worked on Hannibal. And I always think that's a, a weird detail that people, you know, don't really 
think about is that the guy who created the Chucky franchise was also a was also a, a writer, a show writer on Hannibal, which was yeah. you know, we you and you and I both loved that show, and and it doesn't it's not let me let me also say that the show feels nothing like Hannibal. It's just but it's it's this really it's a really fun show that um, I think it the only thing that sucks about it is that it really you really should watch it with people because there's moments in there that like well, at least we saw it in the theater. There's moments in the first episode where like it was like, oh my God, this was clearly built for a reaction that like it, people were clear, it's clapping and cheering. And I was like, this moment in this show was built for this type of reaction. And are you going to get that at home, you know, um, or watching it alone? But uh, it's great. The lead character is um, gay teenage boy um, whose dad is played by Devin Sawa, which I thought you would find. I do. Cause I love Devin Sawa. And he also plays one the dad's the, tw- one of brother. The OGs, well, not the OG, but one of the screen Queens of the nineties, two thousands with the uh, idle hands well, and, idle hands and Casper and final destination. Oh, there you go. Like he did some shit and he was also recently in the fanatic and he still looks pretty good. I mean, that movie's not good. It's, it's still weird. I kind of want to rewatch it, but um, Devin Sawa has a big part in it and I, which I loved that he was like doing like horror yeah. stuff again. So I, I'm interested to see when you said he, I, I honestly didn't know he was in it until you said it. And I was like, oh, I did want yeah. to see it anyway, but now I extra want to see it. Yeah, he plays two parts. He plays the dad. He plays the main character's dad and the main character's twin brother, his uncle, you know. So um, you get a lot of Devin Sawa. But, um, and then, you know, he's this awkward kid. You know, he's he's picked on. He finds, he, like, he makes these sculptures out of dolls. He picks up a, finds a Chucky doll at, um, at a uh, yard sale. And obviously it's the doll that we know and he, um, shit starts going on. But like what, what, what you can see is starting to happen is that like, as the show is progressing, we're already in season episode three and I haven't watched it yet, but in the first two episodes, um, he, uh, people in the town all have secrets, you know? So I think that's kind of what, what would Don Mancini wanted to do is like, Ooh, I can do this whole, like, you know, everybody's got a dark secret and like, you know, and kind of exploring that while kind of doing it within the Chucky universe. And it is within the Chucky universe. I don't know if you've seen the, the, um, the last two movies, but there's characters. I mean, again, in the last two Chucky movies, he brings back characters from the first movie played by the same actors. Jennifer Tilly's going to be in it. Yeah. It's, Oh yeah. It's a a fan favorite, of course. Yeah. And like, so it's like, it's, it's kind of like a, Hey, if you've never seen a Chucky movie, cool you know let's let's introduce you to that world but also if you've seen all of them then you're gonna you're gonna really you're gonna love you know where we're going and everything and i'm, I'm really excited for it i'm on board with it um i've seen a i went to the arrow horathon which we talked about before we recorded i i, a, I had a sinus infection so i had to bail after during house of wax remake which was the fourth movie in the sixth movie marathon we, um, we tried I, to talk about this, but that's a good movie. I It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's like, there's a thing with you in the early 2000s, which I agree, a lot of it's bad, but some of it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them. And I remember seeing this in the theater and people clapping at the part when Paris Hilton died, which is I heard the same dark thing, yeah. and funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't exactly endear herself to not be clapped at when she gets killed. Um in a movie, uh, but I did get to see In the Mouth of Madness, um, which you know is a That's huge a good favorite of mine. Movie, oh yeah. man, it was so good! It was, and then I got to see It's Alive, which is a Larry Cohen film that I, I was like, I did owned. we do that? I no, we did. God it. told me to. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's Alive though is is a fantastic fucking you know, um, you know, I guess monster movie. I don't know how the other way to put it. The print was like it was just great too because the print was old and it was a little fake. The color was a little washed. 
it was just so cool though just to watch this old print you know big screen everybody was reacting to the right parts you know um then we watched night beast which was this 1980 or 82 horror film vinegar syndrome put out a copy of it um it's so profoundly bad that <laughs> it was so much fun to watch it in the theater like people were just getting so into it um and then again i had to leave during house of wax so it sucks but i saw that and then um I think that pretty much covers, I mean, I know I've seen other stuff, but I got, you know, like nothing new. Let's put it that way. I've rewatched a lot of stuff and, um, and yeah, I mean, um, I was planning on rewatching the old Dune, the David Lynch one. And, but I didn't, but if I had, I would have used that as a nice segue into our next movie. Oh, interesting. I've never yeah. seen this one before. So wait, have you seen it beforehand? Oh, I own it. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I. I just want to say before we introduce it that that this movie like kicks ass and like <laughs> it was sick. Uh, but I think you should give a synopsis of what we're what we're talking okay. about, which is like probably just like it's like pre twenty eight days later is yeah. what I think. Yeah, I mean, the way I described it to you is it's twenty eight days later, um, but if twenty eight days later was made during the eighties, which this movie was, and has like you know it's it's an eighties movie version of a of a movie that comes out 20 years later and is better or 10 years later and is better. I mean, 20 days later is a better movie, but goddamn primal rage from 1988 is fucking great. Um, Dude, it, it really is. is. I'm like surprised <laughs> at how like lowly this is rated. Cause it fucking rules. Yeah, I, uh, I stumbled across it because I, I had this book. Um, I got this book of like um, VHS covers years and years and years ago and i'm like flipping through it it's from england you know i'm flipping through it i'm like i recognize that i recognize that because I, I, a lot of times british box covers were different than the american ones and i came across this movie and i was like what the fuck is this and i looked into it and i was like oh my god so the guy who directed it is um his father Vittorio. was vittorio's rambaldi his father was carlo rambaldi who was a legendary special effects guy he worked on et i mean he, he created et for the most part he did a lot he did the special effects on dune the original one so i was like you see where i'm going with this mm -hmm. uh, he's done a lot of stuff um and then the music i was like well the music's by claudio simonati from Go goblin yeah. holy shit you know uh, obviously because the minute okay first that that intro was, mm -hmm. was very long but then yeah. also like any type of like um high octane type of scene where like you know, adrenaline is running. You have this like sick ass guitar solo. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, yeah exactly. and I'm like, I was like, obviously the slaps. So I have so, to yeah. who did it. And I, I looked it up. I was like, oh, this should be an obvious answer. Yeah. So the plot is, um, it's, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't joking when I was trying to compare it 20 days later. Um, some fucking scientist in a Florida university is, um, he's experimenting on a monkey. This fucking like, cocky you know college journalist breaks in and tries to like you know expose it you know at, at the end of the you know after hours tries to like take pictures of what's going on and the monkey gets out and bites him and then the monkey gets killed and then he basically gets infected with this like variation of rabies that like makes him strong and um he infects uh, somebody else and then they infect other people and like it's it's kind of a low-grade pandemic or epidemic movie that all takes place in this college campus um and you know people are just they, they get angry uh and super strong and they want to fuck shit up and uh 
And then, of course, like the main character is that guy's friend who's like, oh, my buddy's been infected by this thing. What am I going to do? And he's got this new girlfriend that he really likes. And his girlfriend's roommate, she's been infected by, you know, with the rabies. And then you've got these three uh, evil date rape frat boy guys who just like want to like. I don't even think they want to date rape. I think they just want to flat out rape as many women. Yeah, as they they're can. like really yeah. into raping. This this movie was like a bit rapey, which was interesting because I it was like such a clear distinction from like other eighties movies where like yeah. I feel like it's like the homophobia and like the mm-hmm. machismo is like layered in, and this is just like a straight up mirror. They're like, no, these dudes are rapists. This old yeah. professor guy is clearly driving this young. Like it it was just really funny to me how blatant it was yeah the point it was making but it also uh it also made the movie like kind of hilarious yeah and i know that sounds really weird but i know exactly what you yeah. mean like it, it was like because they're not like they're like they're kind of taking the tropes of like let's like hit on as many chicks as possible high five but it's more of like let's rape as many chicks as we can high five bro yeah. it's like yeah. it's like whoa whoa like you guys aren't even like you know most shitty people like that at least try to pretend that they're not these guys are fucking embracing it. and then when they get they get you know they get they they basically pick up this girl who's you know infected they try to like they bring her back to their place decide they're all gonna have a turn at her all at the same time and then i know it's your part what you're saying is yeah it's, it's kind of funny it's because they're like let's do her all at the same time and then one of them puts like a fucking stocking over his head the other one puts on like something they turn on a strobe light and they start blasting metal and then of course because she's rabid she fucks them up and yeah. bites them all three of them and then later on and this is kind of the reason why i wanted to do this movie for this episode is because there is a halloween party which has some of the best fucking so, halloween costumes i've ever seen in my I life i couldn't believe yeah that is the coolest fucking halloween party I we need to bring back like elaborate costumes because yeah. that was sick. Like yeah, it, now it every Halloween party I've ever been to has been put to shame because of this movie. But also this movie is like so weirdly 80s. So like the doctor obviously that's in charge of the um, animal testing on the monkeys who like created this virus, if you will, has a yeah. rat tail, which I could not get over that first team. He has a rat tail, a little ponytail at the end of his hair. I like could not get over it. I took notes and the first thing I wrote was rat tail because yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Um, also, yeah. what this movie has, which is interesting because it's not a... I, I might call it a horror comedy, but it, it's definitely satire in some places. But there is that scene where he does the eye drops, which is interesting because we've seen that in other movies, especially comedy ones mm-hmm. like Wedding Crashers, is it? Yeah, Wedding Crashers, yeah. where they use the eye drop thing. And I remember reading somewhere that if you use enough of that, you could just like kill someone by accident. Right. Uh, so don't do not do that to your friends. Uh, but it's in there, which is funny because I was like, there are definitely people who have wrote movies that we've seen that have used this part one. I definitely think someone saw this movie and then was like, I'm going to write 28 Days Later as a part of it. Um, yeah, right? Then- I mean, like, Come on, Alex Garland. I know you saw Day of the Dead, and I know you saw Primal Rage. Don't fucking, Absolutely. don't fucking lie. Um, yeah. And then also, uh, like, who else is using fucking eye drops as like a deterrent? Like, this this drunk guy in the bar, and they're just like, we're gonna poison him, ha ha ha, to get him yeah. away. Uh, Which I, I mean, look, I've I've worked at a bar. I feel like there's plenty. You know, I shouldn't say that. Actually, I should I should just stop where I was at. Like, there should be plenty of people you should do that too. But that's just a bad. Um, <laughs> no, it's just I, my. I loved it. It's like, 
and it's weird because it's like not really highly rated but i feel like Mm -hmm. it really deserves cult status because it's like also the acting is really bad but i feel like that's what adds like a little bit of personality to the movie especially the ending it just like the ending is so fucking funny because it's just like let's get out of here and then they leave and the movie ends it's so fucking funny (laughs) yeah and um yeah i mean like the, the cast is like i mean you know i think the most notable person on there is bo svensson who plays the evil doctor and he's you know he's a uh you know cult actor you know tarantino uses him twice i think once oh, in, I in think um, he, yeah kill Planet bill too oh. uh, i think he uses him in kill bill too and then he uses him in inglorious bastards because bo svensson starred in the original movie titled inglorious bastards yeah 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 um he's the most most notable name nick lowe who plays like the main character we see him again in slumber party massacre 2 and then i think he just kind of disappears um the guy who plays the the, his friend the one who gets infected who kind of looks like a weird version of andrew mccarthy but it's totally not andrew mccarthy he ends up becoming a producer on stuff you know it's like um nobody really kind of takes off from this movie but what i was going to say is that you know, they have this Halloween party and the date rapists show up or the rape dudes show up and they're all dressed <laughs> up as skeletons and, um, you know, riffing off of Karate Kid, no doubt. And then, um, but when the but shit goes... costumes are cooler. Yeah, like, they let's are. let's just say, like, instead of the face paint, they had these masks on with light-up eyes, which were, like, really creepy yeah. and cool-looking. I'm not I'm not going to lie. It. I definitely thought of Karate Kid, but I was like, okay, at least they look cooler and they're way more rapey. Right. Yeah. And especially when like, you know, it, it, those costumes like, they, you know, the, the little the blinking eyes kind of might seem a little silly until they're like, they're fucking people up at this party. You know, like this one guy shows up, he's dressed as a vampire, he cracks a joke at them and they fucking like just they fucking waste him. And um, at one point, some guy like, it, you know, he kind of like, I guess he's talking to the girl who's infected, like the, the roommate's friend who's infected. And Wait, I'm trying to remember who rips off whose fucking scalp because there's a fucking scalp rip in that, <laughs> like where they someone digs their hand and just yank. And I'm just like, when this movie is when this movie's on, it's on. I mean, like shit goes down. There's like it's it's pretty gruesome in in all the best ways. Um, but you know the other ways where it's not on, where it's like kind of just like ridiculous. It's like you definitely get the feeling that I think an American wrote this movie, but definitely you know an Italian was like this is what Americans are like. and just kind of like infused it with this like weird idea yeah. of like America, you know, it's like got and- kind of cemetery man vibes a little bit. Like it's kind of like, it's not as like smooth, I guess you could say as that, but it definitely has that type of vibe that like, this is what we think Americans act like, but it's yeah. like also true. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's like, it's like, this is weird. Like, yeah, it's, it's, America, a Florida college campus through the lens of somebody who's not American. So that's why I'm thinking that's why like when they're like the, the rapist dudes are dressed up as like karate kids, like, oh yes, yes, what 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 do what do bullies dress up as in movie American movies? Ah, karate kid, you know, and then they just take that and they try to add on that. And it's it's but it's this great and, and there's this the reason why I, when I sent you the link and everything, I there's a song that is so like nauseatingly oh, catchy yeah. it plays in the beginning of the movie it plays at the halloween party where shit's going down and then it plays in the end credits and my wife at one point just walked in and was like you know she was like oh my god like this, she's not even on key and i'm like this woman singing and everything and i'm like i'm laughing hysterically because i'm like i have a feeling this song is going to show up one more time in this movie and then of course closing credits is like up oh, there it is you know it's like and my wife was like oh did they did they spend a lot of money on that song to like you know 
because so they feel like they have to use it as much as possible. And I'm like, I don't think so, because I don't think whoever sang that song cost a lot of money. I think they were just like, again, this is what Amer- Americans like this, you know? And so they like, they, they have that song fucking play like three goddamn times in the movie. And it's fucking hilarious because at fir- the first time you hear it, you go, this is fucking terrible. And then the yeah. second time you hear it, you're like, oh man, it's really bad. But I'm kind of like, it's, 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 it's burying into me. I yeah. tried to and shazam then- it. And then I looked it up because I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, how could you not try to see who that was? But yeah, uh, it's on it was, IMDb, it's, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Listen to it. <laughs> I um, uh, but I do. I don't know. I just I fucking I I I like this movie a lot. Like I I, I got it on video because it's out of print. It's, I don't think it's on Blu-ray or DVD. No, or I had to steal it from the internet. Um, yeah, there you thank go. you, IPT. Mm-hmm. And um, I um. And YouTube. So I, I bought it on video, um, sight unseen, and then, uh, like, uh, you know, years ago. And then, you know, it was just one of those times when, like, I was home alone and I had, um, like, my wife was away for, you know, Thanksgiving or something like that. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched this movie that I own yet. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Like, it's just, and, but in all the ways that I like ridiculous movies, you know, like, yeah. um, is it scary? Absolutely not. Is it, but it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I mean, there's a scene where, like, there's an axe and it takes, like, one fell swoop to get someone's head off. But it's, like, that type of special effects, too, that is, like, really good and really gross to me. Like, I I feel like the infected looked pretty gross. I really – I liked it. It's, like, simple but scary technique. Um, And it's just good. It's, like, really – it's really kind of a black black horror comedy, if you will, but – I don't think it was yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> and Victoria Rambaldi, like, he got his, you know, obviously it's very clear that his dad did a lot of the effect. You know, like, the monkey, when you see the monkey and it's getting its brain operated on while it's still awake. Yeah, it's clearly a cool scene. It is a cool scene, but it's also clearly not a monkey. And it's fine. No, it's, I mean, but... like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting it much. I'm glad that they did that. Knowing how the Italians treat animals in other horror movies, um, I'm glad that they were like, let's just make a fake one. Let's not this... really do that. This movie's like weirdly deep too. Like in one of the beginning scenes when you know the girlfriend uh, meets her roommate, she's yeah. just like, Where were you? Sick or something? And she was like, I had an abortion. And you're like, well, okay. Like, I get like sure, that happens all the time, but it was just like really out of left field in the movie. And it was like, Oh, okay. And it means nothing to the film. <laughs> it was just like, I had an abortion. It's like, oh, okay, well. I- I thought it, I took it as it was trying to establish the, the, the roommate's friend as like kind of, she's kind of like a, she's got kind like of a, a shitty life. Yeah. You know, but I which don't makes know. it when she gets infected a little bit more, you know, makes her like, oh man, I don't, cause like the, here's the thing is that the friend who gets infected, the one who starts the whole thing, um, kind of a dick though. I wouldn't, be I kind of liked him, but that makes a lot of sense because I love shitty men. <laughs> and, well, I mean, he's like, he's not like a bad dude. He's just not, he's just, he's kind of grating. Whereas like, I think like when the, when the friend gets infected, you're like, Oh, and then, you know, there's this moment towards the end where like the rapist oh, dude, yeah. one of the rapist dudes, like he's about to attack the room, the friend or like the girl and her roommate who's infected shows up and like is struggling, but basically tells her to run and then tries to like fight the rape. So it's like two rabid infected people fighting each other, which is kind of a cool moment. Um, but I think it's like to kind of be like, you know, to really ramp up her sympathy. So, but yeah, at the same time when I'm watching this movie the first time and then last night when she's like, I had an abortion, you're like, whoa, yeah. where is this hat? Where did this Especially happen? In the where- 80s, you're like, okay, yeah. interesting. And she's um, like, I didn't mean to gross you out. And it's like, 
it's another thing I thought of was which was dark and kind of funny is like when the doctor, you know, they're like, you know, she's infected. We have a live one, and they give it to the doctor, and the doctor immediately like, well, you're too far gone, but I'm just gonna spend uh, the rest of your life making uh, experiments on you. And you know, she obviously like is still enraged and like gets out. But I thought that was funny that it took no time. The doctor was like, well, no sense yep. in me trying, you know, and like I'm just torturing yeah, when you he's... for the rest of your life. When he says, you know, like, I've made the decision for you. And you're like, yeah. ooh. Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, this must happen to women a lot. I'm, like, surprised a woman didn't write this. But it was, like, uh, Umberto Lenzi, um, I think. No, it was it? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or oh, one of the writers. Um, and then they wrote, use, like, an American cinema, synonym. Synonym? Um, yeah. Who wrote a, a shit ton of movies throughout his his life. Is he oh, still alive? Uh, I'm not sure. But either way, a, a very old uh, old horror writer and spent a lot of his time just like writing movies constantly which is like pretty sick because he's like someone who loved doing that but yeah this movie is uh is pretty fucking sick i mean honestly don't be like put off by some of the reviews you see because it's it's not highly reviewed but it's like easily one of my like top ones that we have done like i really liked it and i also think that this the score the soundtrack made it a lot better oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, so it looks like the guy who who's credited Harry Kirkpatrick is really just Umberto Lenzi. Yeah, so um, and that makes sense because there was another. The only other credit that Harry Kirkpatrick has was he directed Nightmare Beach, or he oh, worked on yeah. Nightmare Beach, which everybody knows is Umberto Lenzi. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, there you go. That's a, that then that lead that lead uh, it kind of goes into my what I was saying before, where it's like an Italian or uh, you know somebody from Europe writing like this is what Americans are like, and it's like <laughs> okay. I like that it. T- I like that all this crazy fucked up shit happens in Florida too. You know? Yeah, I mean, like you, you call this movie "Florida Man Gets Rabies." You know? Yeah, and it's it has that feel, but it's also you know it's true. Like when you're watching it, you're like, I know this is kind of supposed to be funny, but it's like stupid rapist Americans, and then it's yeah. like uh, you're like, oh yeah, this is kind of us. But I, and as much as I would like to say that he's they're wrong, they're totally not. It's totally us. But yeah, I mean, if you could find this movie, it's on YouTube for right now before it gets taken yeah. down. Um, very cool. It's in English, but was it? It was filmed in Florida, right? It was yep, just yep, Italian was from, writers and directors. From, yeah, but like everybody else, like you know, the cast and the crew. Well, the cast at least is all American, um, and they really are all American. Like when they, you're like, yeah, that's what America looks like. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, the first scene is like he's riding a bike and he has a shirt on, but with a sweater tied over his shoulders. You know, you're yeah. like, that's very 80s American. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, like I said, I want to do this movie because it ends on this big, you know, kind of the climax is this big Halloween party. And I was like trying to keep it, you know, like the last few movies we've done have Halloween themed, you know. Um, and I didn't want to be like, let's watch Halloween three because I love Halloween three. But come on. Didn't we do? You've that? heard of Halloween? No, 3? we did Halloween too. We, we did Halloween too. We did Trick or Treat one year, um, which has takes place on Halloween at the end. So it's like, yeah, this has got like a nice little Halloween party. It has the Halloween party, as far as I'm fucking the concerned. The coolest and Halloween party. Like, what yeah. happened? Were there parties that like people just like really like went all out on because I want to go to them? Yeah, well, they don't happen anymore, and I can tell you that. And I'm talking even pre-COVID. I'm, I've been to some Halloween parties. No disrespect if you've had it, if you're listening, and it, you've invited me to a Halloween party, <laughs> and I went, but it does not compare to this fucking Halloween party in Primal Rage. I also like the Primal Rage. When you look up Primal Rage, you see another movie from, I think, the 2000s, and you see a video game 
um, that I remember playing. Oh, yeah. Um, was it based on the movie? It wasn't, right? Not at all, no. I mean, that would have been cool. <laughs> no, but now I want to see a video game based specifically off this 1988 movie that nobody's fucking seen. Because I would play it. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I, I want this to, I want, it needs to be a cult movie. It needs to get re-released already because it's really fucking fun and I would love to, to own it on something. Yeah, I think, it, I think it could really benefit from a, a, a nice polish. So, um, yeah, that was our Halloween movie. Yeah, our short little Halloween ditty. Please, please watch it and then talk to us about it. Please like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> double tap, blast those right. likes. Talk about us. Not bad, though. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Good, good only. Goodbye.